I was so depraved I went astray The cost was great I couldn't pay It is time to have access to uncommon realms of glory and success Yet, this can only be achieved on the platform of the mystery of wisdom. Get set, Prophet Prince Ohini Bequin is teaching mysteries for your mastery. Focus, listen now. Come to clear my and begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, cause your glory to come upon my life this morning. Lift up your voice. Let's pray. As we pray As we pray As we pray As we pray, As we pray. Holy Spirit Holy Spirit, have your may we way. see your glory this morning. Lift up your voice, let's pray. Oh, 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 as we pray, as we pray, as we pray, as we pray, Holy Spirit, fill us. in jesus name father we thank you for this morning we ask for the release of uncommon grace. Cause us to understand the mysteries of your word and bring us to that place of favor, to that place of glory. In the name of Jesus, we call it done. Amen? Right, good morning. I have a message for you this morning. I'm preaching from glory to glory. From glory to glory. The life of every believer must keep getting better. If your life is not getting better, it is a sign that there is something wrong. All healthy things grow. All healthy things grow. So the moment you find out that there is no growth, then you have to check the health of whatever it is. 
because naturally everything that is healthy will grow. So the life of the believer must keep growing. Amen? Bible said the path of the righteous one will shine brighter and brighter. So it means that day after day, week after week, month after month, your life must be getting better and better. Say amen. That is God's intention for your life. But intentions alone cannot make that happen. You have to take some decisions. Then it happens. That's why there are students who had opportunity to go to one school and they decided to go to another school. There was a good intention by the administration to give them admission. However, that intention did not necessarily bring a completion. So, intentions in themselves are not as strong as the decisions you take after the intention. So, the, the Lord's will for you is to walk in glory. But you have to take the practical decisions to make that happen in your life. Either than that, it won't happen. That's why most people seem to be disappointed time after time by what they think they believed in God for something that didn't happen. Anytime you really believe in God, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it means you check your faith. Check the system that you are applying. There is nothing good that God wants to withhold from you. So, you have to put it in your mind that your, your life must progress. Say, my life must progress. Say, all parts of my life, all dimensions of my life must increase in results. That is God's will for you. But as I'm saying, there are decisions that you have to take in order to make that visible. If you fail to take that decision, it will not happen. Let me show you something. Acts chapter number 9, verse 6. Acts chapter number 9, verse 6. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what will you have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told you what you must do. This is the question most believers have not asked. What is it that I must do? Most people have not asked this question. Just going around, around, around without necessarily hitting the right question. What is it that I must do? If you fail to find out the human dimension of your assignment, divine responsibility alone will not bring it into manifestation. Most people 
are so concerned about what God can do. But what God can do is not questionable. But what you would do is the question. Anything God has said he would do, he can do. In fact, when God speaks, it is done. But the person involved must take certain decisions before that will happen. So, that is why I spend my time teaching about the mysteries of what we have to do in order to see what we are believing God for. Because the question is not whether God can do. The question is whether we are prepared to do what we have to do in order to see what God can do. So, God is not limited, but will we take the decision? So, this morning too, the Lord is going to speak to you through his word for you to realize the things you must do in order to shift from this level of glory to the next level of glory. Say amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Say, I have a responsibility. Say, I decide the outcome of my life. Say, my destiny is not entirely God's responsibility, but my decisions will make or, or make the plans of God concerning my life. The reason why most people we shout on them, I say, receive this, I say, this year, I say, this, it does not happen. It's because they don't take the decisions that will make it possible. Yeah. The difference between your current level and your next level is a decision. That's it. That's it. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. But we all, be writing something, please. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Say amen. We are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Even us by the Spirit of the Lord. That means that all of us as believers, when we become born again, we receive a dimension of glory in our lives. But the change that we change from glory to glory is dependent on our ability to be, behold the image of Christ. The more we behold Christ, the more we change our glory level. And that is individual and personal. That is why the same manager gives everybody the instruction. But at the end of the day, the sales are different for different sales executives. Because everybody makes the decision as to the products to sell, the number to take out, the marketing strategies, the branding, the delivery, the communication. Everybody has that individual responsibility 
to determine the outcome of his or her sales for that day. So the manager has given a certain mark, but individual sales personnel are going to decide the outcome of their sales. So the God of Israel has released glory upon the lives of everybody who is born again. As we are going on, you will understand. Just follow. But the dimension of glory we carry is based on the responsibilities we attach to his instructions. That is why it is important that you recognize the place of your assignment because that is what will differentiate you from others. Saying I am different, I am different without any proof of difference is a waste of everybody's time. So don't be caught up saying I am different, I am different when there are no difference in results. But that will not be your story. Mm. Mm. So you have an assignment. Say I have an assignment. Say I am a determinant of the glory that I carry. Mm. Mm. Let me show you a verse. I've not I'm, I'm just passing somewhere. Then I'll come to the main road. But let me show you a verse. Luke, chapter number four. I want to show you how you are part of the glory that is on your life. Luke, chapter number four, verse 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region run about. Verse 15. And he taught in their synagogues being glorified of all. You see, the glory came in verse 15. But ask yourself, what did Jesus do in verse 1? Okay? To verse 13, that released the glory upon his life in verse 14 and 15. If you want to understand the scriptures, read the scriptures, read the preceding scriptures, and after that, read the preceding scriptures and understand the context. You read the scriptures before the scripture you want to understand so that it informs you naturally and flow, gives you the flow of thought into the context. So, Jesus spent 40 days, 40 nights praying, fasting, now, most people think he was tempted when he was fasting. He was tempted after he fasted, not when he was fasting. So, after he fasted, because if he was tempted when he was fasting to eat bread, I mean, why would he have eat, eating the bread when he's fasting? So, after he fasted 40 days, 40 nights, then the devil tempted him. Then the Bible said he returned in the power of the spirit and glorified of all of them. What happened? His prayer, his fasting, his separation unto God, his ability to stand temptation, release the glory. So your inability to take certain steps will not release the glory. It, prophecy is not manifestation. 
Prophecy is only an indication of divine intention. It takes responsibility to convert prophecy into manifestation. So Jesus understood his place by working hard in order to see that glory coming to pass. Look at somebody close to you. Tell the person you have a responsibility. So it is not all on God the way you think. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 41. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 41. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon. Have you seen that? And another glory of the stars. For one star differed from another star in glory. My goodness. Most people have not seen this verse before. <laughs> One star differed from another star in glory. So thinking that because we are all in the same ministry, we all carry the same glory, is a mirage. One star differed from another in glory. Why? Because every star takes responsibility for his own glory. That's it. Every star takes responsibility for his own glory. That is why Bishop Oedipo said, if you think it is because of your prayers, that is why I am successful. Pray for yourself and be successful. It's not just prayers for people. You take responsibility for your own glory. The blame game will not produce glory. It is responsibility. Why? Because every star is different from every other star in glory. You remember the message I preached on the stardom Monday? You enter into that stardom by your ability to turn many people unto God. So if you are able to turn many people unto God, then your own glory is shining irrespective of whether the others around you are doing the same or not. That's why people keep questioning how men of God are doing well when the church members are poor. Because the members are not doing what the man of God is doing. I don't know when you slept. I slept around three. What am I doing? I woke up early to be here. What am I doing? So thinking that just because you are my member, you should enjoy the glory I'm enjoying. You are joking. It will never happen. It is your own responsibility that will determine the glory you carry. Go anywhere you like. The laws are the same. The principles are the same. Every star differed from one another in glory. Why? Because the responsibility is individual. The responsibility is individual. <laughs> so it does not matter how close you are to another person in the community. 
you have to remember that you are an individual person in the community. That is why people study together, but at exam time, they have different index numbers, even if you are twins. So, the responsibility is on you what becomes out of your life at the end of the day. That's it. Get, get that. Get that. It's so important. It's so important. It's so important. So, the glory of the sun is different from the glory of the moon. And the glory of the stars are different from the glory of the moon and the sun. Not just that. And every individual star has a different glory from another star. My God. Wake up. Wake up and accept responsibility for your life. All the important things in your life, you will have to do them alone. All of them. All the important decisions in your life, you have to take them alone. To get saved, to find your purpose, to focus on your purpose, to fulfill your purpose, they are all individual. They are all individual. You grow up when you become responsible. Does it? So you pray for glory, you desire glory, you shout for glory, but ultimately you work to see that glory. Yeah. That's why Jesus fasted. That is it. So the assignment is on you to carry the glory that makes you different one from another. So, when you ask someone, why were you late for service today? Say, so everybody else was late. He does not understand that it's an individual responsibility. Why are you not able to sing properly? Oh, everybody is uh, not singing. Why are you unable to? Oh, I thought all of us are. You see, it is failures that look for company. That's why late comers to school find other late comers to come together. Failures look for company. But to be a genius, you are ready to stand alone and be consistent on your principles. So people who fail, they love to form company so that the emotions will be shared abroad and across. Then we'll have a uniform emotion. Oh, did you fail? No, I failed too. Let's try harder next time. You see, the view at the top is very nice, but it will take few people to get there. Because when you get to the top, you realize that most people were not able to make it there. Why? Responsibility. That's it. No, pray for you. You see, yesterday at the leaders' meeting, I was explaining that when you are prayed for to receive an anointing, it is different from when you are prayed for to receive 
the results the anointing produces. Let me go over. You see, I was explaining that if Ronaldo prays for you today, you will not become the best footballer. And if LeBron James lays hands on you today, you will not become an MVP at the end of the year. So why do you think that just by me laying my hands on you, you will have the capacity to do what I'm doing? It's not true. You build yourself to that level through the knowledge you personally acquire and the practices and observation of the knowledge you acquired. That's it. You laying of hands is, is very small and it is not much. When hands are laid on you, spiritually, you have been opened up to that potential. But the knowledge, the content is your individual responsibility. That is why Osofwa Mwako had many sons. But Bishop Salifu is different. Reverend Anthony Boachi Adam is different. The man of God at, uh, at the headquarters now is also different. They were all raised by him. Because the knowledge level of each of them is different. Archbishop Benson Dahosa had many sons. They are all different now. Apostle John Sulemana is different. Papa Oyadepo is different. Raised by the same hand. Because the knowledge of each of them is different. That's it. That's it. So the fact that you are given the same ingredients does not mean the food will taste the same way. It takes responsibility to work out your own glorification. Wake up. Unfortunately, I don't train people to follow. I train people to lead. Unfortunately. So, if you want to build capacity to lead, then cause your ears to hear and strategically position yourself to the wisdom. That is it. That is it. So, we are birthing glory from one level to another. But you have to understand that the Holy Spirit is our access into the glory of God. Yeah. Remember the verse we just read in First Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter three. Sorry. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse eighteen. Remember that verse, the first verse I read. But we all, with open face, beholding us in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory by, by the Spirit of the Lord. So, it is the Holy Spirit and obeying the instructions of the Holy Spirit that changes your level of glory. <laughs> yeah. Don't be caught up with nice sermons, oh. Don't be caught up with nice sermons. Find how you are changing your situation. How you are changing it. That's it. Apostle Paul said, what do I have to do? That's it. That's it. So understand that the Holy Spirit is our access into that glory. We change from glory to glory by 
the Spirit of God. Just as the phone creates the access, sorry, the SIM card creates the access for you to make a call and speak to somebody, the Holy Spirit is the person who gives you the access into the glory of God. Therefore, every change of level of glory will be initiated by the Holy Spirit. Every change of level of glory will be initiated by the Holy Spirit. Every change of level of glory will be initiated by the Holy Spirit. The more you know him, the more you follow him, the more you obey him, the more you are changed from glory to glory. Now, the second thing I want you to know is that the Holy Spirit himself is the glory of God. So, follow. We are going somewhere. The Holy Spirit himself is the glory of God. Number one, I said, the Holy Spirit is the access into the glory. And number two, I said, the Holy Spirit himself is the glory of God. Amen. I'll give you scriptures. Second Chronicles chapter 5 verse 13 to 14. The more you know the Holy Spirit, the more you walk in glory. Remember the prophecy to Zerubbabel that it is not by might, it's not by power, Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6, but by my spirit, saith Elohim. So, people may use their might, people may use their power to enter into glory, but the glory rests on the spirit. Get to know him better. Second Chronicles chapter 5 verse 13 and 14. And it came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord saying for he is good for his mercy endures forever that then the house was filled with a cloud even the house of the Lord. Verse 14. So that the house was filled with a cloud. Remember, put in your mind. So that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Have you seen it? So the cloud that the scripture is talking about is the glory of the Lord. What is the glory of the Lord that filled the house? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So when their voices were lifted in worship... When their voices were lifted in thanking God, in praising God, suddenly the glory of God filled the house, the kabod of Yahweh. The tangible manifestation of his presence filled the house. Then, when it filled the house, the only similitude they could compare it to was cloud. Because it was heavy, thick. That's it. Glory. The person of the Holy Spirit. So, if you want to walk in dimensions of glory, then you have to know the glory of God. You have to know the person 
who is in charge of it. How do you pay school fees without going to account office? The person of the Holy Ghost is the person in charge of glory. You see, the glory of God is different from the power of God. The glory of God is who God is. The person of the spirit. But the power of God is what God does. The glory of God is the Holy Spirit. The power of God is the anointing. They are not the same. So when you know the person of the Holy Spirit, you carry his glory. When you put his instructions into application, you carry his power. So the anointing is manifesting his power. But how do you manifest his power? By knowing his glory. Just as a Kosombo dam is not electricity, that is how the Holy Spirit is not anointing. The Holy Spirit is the expanse of God's presence at the place, at every place. That is the spirit, like the dam. But it takes conversion of water and current through turbines to produce electricity. That electricity is the power. And that power is the anointing. So, when you carry his glory, you carry his person. When you carry his power, you carry his performance. They are not the same. They are not the same. But this morning, what I want you to realize is that in order for you to change levels from one level of glory to another, you have to get to know one and you have to get to obey the person in charge of glory. And that person is the Holy Spirit. The more you know him, the more you change levels. The more you know him, the more you change levels. Say, the more I know the Holy Spirit, the more I obey him, the more I change the level of my glory. Yeah. So, if you want people to see you two years time, three years time, say, hey, what has happened to you? Why has your life changed that much? You have to get to know the glory. You have to get to know the glory. In my life, whether physically meeting the person or phone. Nobody has dead insulted me before. It's impossible. My, my age mate or older than me, it's impossible. I've not heard some before. It's difficult to talk to me anyhow. When you carry glory, dignity is magnified. And that glory is the Holy Spirit. Get to know him. get to know him. So now, in order for us to change our levels of glory, we have to get to know what we have to do in partnership with the Holy Spirit, who is the glory of God, so that our own glory changes. Are you getting it? Yeah. So, 
So write this one. Doing the pleasure of the Holy Spirit will automatically release me into his glory. Doing the pleasure of the Holy Spirit will automatically release me into his glory. So what is it that the Holy Spirit loves to do or does consistently or does continuously? Because if you find out what he does that causes his glory to be seen, then when you do the same thing, then you get his glory. Hallelujah. So you follow the principles that he places you accept those principles, you obey them, then you have the results. You have the same results. So let's look at something. The cardinal works of the glory of God. I've said the glory of God is a person. It's a person. The glory of God is not a feeling. It's a person. He is the Holy Spirit. So, the cardinal works of the Holy Spirit. Number one. So, there are three cardinal works. Number one. To counsel the believer in word and in spirit. To counsel. Counsel the believer in word and in spirit. Remember what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. That when he comes, he shall guide us into all truth. Amen. So his primary work, one of his primary works is to counsel the believer in the word and in spirit. And the reason why I said in the word and in spirit and I did not just say word, is that there are certain things the Holy Spirit is going to teach you to do that are not written categorically in the word. Follow me. Follow me. The Holy Spirit can guide you into a business contract, but that's not in Leviticus. The Holy Spirit can guide you as to where to locate the headquarters of your business. That's not in the, in the Bible. Before I moved here, in fact, the two places that my father wanted me to start church was East Legon and Dansoman. Then he said, go to Dansoman. We have a place for you. So he had this place for me. Then we moved here. That go to Dansoman is not in 1 Corinthians. But it is the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking specifically to me. As to the time and place of my assignment. So, there are certain things that the Holy Spirit is going to tell you by reminding you of scriptures. And there are other things he's going to tell you by giving you specific details as to the context you are living in, which will not have a scripture. Like the Holy Spirit speaks to Jonah, go to Nineveh. Today, where is Nineveh? And why, what are you going to do there? The Holy Spirit may tell you that you go to Kokomlemle. So the context of what he said to Jonah 
It's an example and an indication of what he can say to you. But don't take it literally that he said go to Nineveh. Ghana is not in the Bible. Why are we here? We should have all gone to Jerusalem or Antioch. So the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you in word. Reminding you of scriptures and not just that. He's also going to communicate to you in spirit. Particular prophetic messages. That will benefit your situation. So that is one of his primary assignments. Number two. To corroborate the word of the believer with signs and wonders. So that when a believer speaks, there will be miracles, there will be signs, there will be wonders. This is our seventh week here in Dansuman. And every meeting that we have done has produced testimonies. Every meeting. Those who are the leaders meeting, I was sharing an Amish testimony. I was so surprised when she told me that I, I couldn't talk. All that I was saying was, wow, wow. I was so surprised. Because I did not happen, I did not think it would happen that soon. I was so surprised. All that I kept saying was, wow, wow, wow. It was the last edition of the three mega prophetic nights. And I preached the message on uncommon anointing on common impact. But as I was coming, the Holy Spirit spoke to me that he's going to give Nanama a shoe business. And even though she's not prepared for it and ready for it, doesn't have the money for it, it will come. It will come and it will work. So when I came, I prophesied to her and I knew she knew she did not have money for the business. And I knew she knew she was not ready for the business. So even yesterday, I asked her, were you preparing for shoe She said, no. But you miss somebody, the person said, I've given you shoes for free. 47 pairs of them. Go and sell them. Chop the profit. It's uncommon. It's uncommon. And you see, when the miracles and the testimonies are happening like that, God is sending a message. The miracle and testimony is your, 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 your ability to experience his power. However, he's using the same miracle to send a message. That, that he's around. So, he's done something for you, but it has a bigger picture. That's why every miracle sets the platform for another miracle. So, wherever the word of God is preached in sincerity and power, the Holy Spirit works signs and wonders through the word. I have seen all kinds of miracles in the ministry. Yesterday, I was there when a man, 74, 75, 76, sent me a message. He is sick. His left arm, I mean, around 11, 12 p.m. His left arm is paining this and that, but it was late. I didn't call him. I sent him a message. I said, you are healed in Jesus' name. He sent me a message this morning. He said, he's healed. How can you send somebody a message on WhatsApp if he will be healed? 
how can you read the Bible and be healed? Same Holy Spirit, same power, same word, I mean, same resource. Don't wait to be seen and to be touched. It may never come. You believe when the word is spoken because wherever the word is spoken, signs and wonders follow. Mark chapter 16 verse 20. And they went forth and preached everywhere the Lord, which is the Holy Spirit, working with them. Working with them. That is the protocol of collaboration. Working with them. And confirming the word with signs following. So every time a miracle happens, every time wonders happen, every time testimonies come, God is confirming his word. That's it. That is why it is dangerous to stay somewhere miracles don't happen. And in fact, it is dangerous to stay somewhere miracles don't happen often. Hmm. Unfortunately, I hear people say, we don't go to church for miracles. Why do we go to church? That is why we go to church. We go to church for miracles. We go to church for God to intervene in our lives. That's it. Why, 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 why lie? We go to church for God to intervene in our lives. That's it. Where the carcass is, the vultures will gather. We go to church for God to come in our lives. Why do we go? Why will you work Monday to Sunday and come and sit so Friday and come and sit somewhere? Just sit there, sit there and go home. No. I see God intervening in your situation. I said I see God intervening in your situation. Acts chapter number 2 verse 22. I have not started my message. I'm leading you to the message. So follow. Acts chapter 2 verse 22. You men of Israel hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth. A man approved of God. Now, when Jesus was ministering on earth, he was not ministering as God. He was ministering as a man. That is why the Bible said he was, he was asleep and they carried him how he was into the boat. That is why the Bible said he marveled. That's why the Bible said he was amazed. How can God be amazed? How can God marvel? How can God sleep for him to be carried on the neck into a boat? How can... John the Baptist lay his hands on God. He ministered as a man anointed by God. You see, the mystery, the mystery of Christology, I will start teaching the mystery of Christology very soon. You, you will see how divine and how human Jesus is at the same time. It will blow your mind. So when he was ministering, he was ministering as a man carrying the anointing of God. He was not ministering at God. How can God decide to heal people and people won't be healed? God. Who even the air from his mouth would consume the devil. Wants to heal cholera, he can't heal. So, he was ministering as a man. So, this testimony about Jesus in Acts chapter 2 verse 22 can also be the testimony about any man of God. And in fact, should be the testimony of any man of God. 
Acts 2.22. You men of Israel, hear this was Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God. You see what? You see what? Peter said, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs. You see, so God approves of the ministry of the people he has called by miracles, signs, and wonders. That's how God approves of, of the ministry. Yes. Anybody who is genuinely called, sincerely called, will have accompanying signs, wonders, and miracles following. If you don't have that, you are not called. I mean, don't go around it. If you don't have the sign, it means you don't have the substance. That's it. You debate, you debate nothing. The word of God said, Jesus, a man from Nazareth, was approved of God through signs, wonders, and miracles. But who was Jesus? He was the manifestation of the word. And wherever the word goes, the Bible said, when they went preaching the word, signs wonders followed. So wherever Jesus will go, if it's the manifestation of the word, the logos and the rhema and the graphia of God, signs will follow. Signs will follow. So where signs and wonders and miracles are not happening, genuinely, sincerely, not people fabricating, telling people behind the scenes, hey, when you come say God has done something for you, Say this. Say that. No. It's an insult on the pulpit. Yes. You see, if you have a, a, a true dignity, it will be even difficult to do that. Yeah. Genuine dignity. It will be difficult to do that. I mean, you will be there and the people are telling you when you prayed this happened. When you said this, this happened. When you said that, that happened. Signs and wonders. God is telling the people that I am confirming that ministry. I am showing you that I am present with what is happening. That's it. And that is the, one of the works of the Holy Spirit. So wherever there are no signs and wonders and miracles, it's a sign that God is not there. Yeah. Which God did by him in the midst of you as you yourselves know. The miracles will happen and the people themselves will know that, I mean, miracles have happened to them. That's the second work of the Holy Spirit. Now, the third one, which is the major one I want us to look at this morning, is to convict unbelievers. To convict unbelievers. To convict unbelievers. Through the preaching and the teaching of the word, then suddenly people begin to have miracles. Cancers are dissolved. Fibroids are dissolved. Hepatitis is vanished. Blindness is gone. Heartache, headache, backache, problems with the eyes, gone. That is God speaking. That is God speaking. But let's look at the third one. To convict unbelievers. John chapter 16. John chapter 16 verse 7 to 9. 
John chapter number 16, verse 7 to 9. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, the advocate, the strengthener will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Verse 8. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believed not in me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Say amen. So you see that when you study verse 9, he said that he will, when he comes, he will convict the world of sin. Verse 8, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. He said, of sin because they believe not in me. So a sinner is somebody who does not believe in Jesus. A sinner is somebody who does not believe in Jesus. A sinner is not the one who is doing wrong things. A sinner is the one who does not believe in Jesus. So, doing wrong things does not make you a sinner. Another day, I'll, I'll preach on the election of grace. But realize that the work of the Holy Spirit is to convict the unbeliever of sin. And he said, of sin because they do not believe in me. The root of sin is unbelief. Unbelief in Jesus. Unbelief in Jesus. Unbelief in Jesus. But when you look at these three primary works of the Holy Spirit, who is the career of the glory of God and the person who gives us access into the glory of God, you should be able to realize the major assignment and the minor assignment of the Holy Spirit. Follow. So we are now getting into the message I want to preach this morning. So there is a major assignment of the Holy Spirit. There is a minor assignment. Even though all these three are important, they are not equally important. So, let's now enter the word and let me show you which ones are more important and which one is less important. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Why is this important? If you can do the work that the Holy Spirit considers more important. And because and sing, sorry, he is the glory of God. Genuinely and naturally, your own glory will move. Because you will be participating in what he loves. And as he is the carrier of the glory, it will be seen in your life. Yeah. You partake in the work of the glory of God. Then the glory of God will come upon your life. You assemble yourself in doing the work that brings glory and brings praise to him and that's what pleases him. I mean, he will cause men to also follow him. He will change your level from glory to glory to glory to glory based on your ability to do what he, the glory of God himself, loves. Unfortunately, people look at their salary I mean, where the job you are doing now, where was that job 20 years ago? And where would that job be 10 years, where 10 years to come? You, you, are, you are using the wrong statistics. When you go home, ask your father how many jobs he has done. 
you get to the source. The wisdom is to identify with the source, not the resource. So, perhaps as I'm preaching, you feel that you are comfortable at your level, so you don't even see the need to enter into next level of glory. The reason why it is important you enter into the next level of glory is because your current level of glory cannot be sustained forever. It cannot. It will not. So, Acts chapter number 2. Are you there? Acts chapter number 2. 1 to 4. Let's read. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound as of a, from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. My goodness. They prayed 11 days sitting. Sitting. And that they are preached about that. And they appeared unto them, clothing tongues like as of fire, and sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen? So you see that the Holy Spirit comes in here to fill them. Jump to verse 41 of Acts chapter 2. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. Have you seen that? And the same day they were added unto them about how many people? 3,000 souls. 3,000 souls were added when the Holy Ghost filled them. Hmm. So the first time the Holy Ghost was poured, he did not heal the sick. The first time the Holy Ghost was manifested, he did not prophesy. The first time the Holy Ghost was manifested, he did not cause the blind to see. The first time the Holy Ghost was manifested, he saved souls. And he did not save one, he saved 3,000. So you see just from the birth of the Holy Spirit in the church that the primary and most important work of the Spirit is to convict unbelievers, is to save souls, not speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is the sign that attracted the crowd, but the crowd was attracted to be saved. So every miracle that God is doing in your life it's a sign for unbelievers to be attracted to the Holy Ghost to be saved. The primary work of the Holy Ghost is to save men from sin. So you don't get to know the Holy Spirit to speak in tongues. You don't get to know the Holy Spirit to feel good. You get to know the Holy Spirit to save souls. You keep sitting at your comfort zone. Nothing will ever change in your life. You'll be surprised. 
you will be surprised that the things that are working in the lives of others, you will never see them in your own life. You may think whatever you, you care, but nobody gives a damn about it. The truth is that they are taking certain decisions that you are not taking. You want to see the release of his glory, then get to do the work that he does most. The first time somebody shows up, what he does is his most important assignment. The primary work of a policeman is not to direct traffic. Even though he can direct traffic, that's not his primary work. His primary work is to maintain law and order in the country. So whatever it is, whether Jamboree, whatever demonstration, strike, rancor, disorder, his work primarily is to maintain law and order. So if you see him directing traffic, he's not a traffic warden. He is doing something else apart from his main job. So when you see the Holy Spirit healing somebody, he is healing the person to send a message for other people in the congregation who are not saved to be saved. If you claim you really know the Holy Spirit, let us see it by the souls you win for him. That's his primary assignment. That is his primary assignment. That is why people who get to know the Holy Spirit through prayer without understanding his purpose use his gift. The gift he deposits in them to destroy the kingdom. That is why you can have a good gospel musician who does not understand that any altar, any platform you stand on is to win souls. So that he turns the gift into a, a tool for entertainment because he had the gift through prayer but he was unable to understand the systems and purposes of the Holy Spirit. So, because he had the gift through prayer, through fasting, through singing, and now he's getting audience, he feels that any time he stands to minister, he must get money, he must get fame, he must get connections, without necessarily understanding the primary work of why the gift was deposited in the first place. How many gospel musicians do you see them making altar call after entertaining people? Then you realize that at the end of the day, most people don't know why they are even anointed in the first place. So the anointing is a sign. The anointing is not the main thing. I'm, I'm even saying the anointing is not the main thing. Then what, what, what would happen to the gift? Because the anointing is more powerful than the gift. The anointing is what empowers the gift to have results. The velocity of the gift is determined by the anointing. And even that is not important. You have to understand the purpose. Why this gift? Why this anointing? Why the manifestation of the Holy Spirit? 
So you will see all these people, and some pastors are also caught into that world. Having fame, popularity, doing things, and at a point, you realize that even though they are still speaking, they are still preaching from the Bible, they seem to have lost something that you can't put your hand on. Because something must make the thing feel tangible the way it used to be, but now it feels raw and light. Mm -hmm. Because you are changing the work that he's called you to do. To fame. To popularity. Then what will he do in that situation? He will raise another person to replace you. God is the only person who can disqualify you from working for him and still keep you in his kingdom for you to work for him for free. Yeah. When God took his anointing from Saul, he still made Saul to be king. After three years, then David replaced him. I mean, how can the anointing leave you and still be seated on the stool? That's God. That is God. So, get to pursue the main thing the Holy Spirit is into. That's the only way to secure your glory. That's it. You, you think all that God wants for you is to do a second master's. What is that? Why are you reducing God to a Sunday school teacher? You think all that God wants for you is to have a miracle baby. The miracle baby is a sign for others. To realize that they must be saved. Because miracles are happening where you are. That's it. Everything God does leads to something bigger than what he did. So what God does, even though it is literal and practical, it is at the same time symbolic and prophetic. It maps to something bigger than what he did in your life. If you don't recognize that, you will be celebrating the seeds that he is planting in your life as fruits. Mm. Because the miracles, the signs, the wonders are seeds deposited to grow to bear fruit. And the fruit is that people be saved through the seeds he sowed in your life. Don't become a typewriter. Become a doer. Not a typewriter. There is nothing in it. The differences of men is based on obedience. Obedience. So the more you obey the instruction of the Holy Spirit and keep doing what he loves to do, the more he changes your glory. What is his main assignment? To convict sinners. It is not miracles. That is why, unfortunately, there are people who, who are raised up in the ministry as teachers and they don't see the kingdom agenda. There are people raised up as apostles. They don't see it. There are people raised up as prophets. They don't see it. There are people raised up as pastors. But the only people who seem to recognize the place of the kingdom agenda are the evangelists because primarily their work will make them have contact with the unsaved. 
So it's like they are the only ones who are keeping in touch with that dimension of relevance. But everybody who is called in the ministry is to release people into the work of ministry. What is the work of ministry? Reconciliation. That's the work of ministry. So every gift, every mandate must end in that. So doing that does not make you an evangelist. Doing that makes you obedient to the Holy Spirit. So Bishop Dark is not an evangelist. He's a teacher. When God called him, he said, I've called you to teach. And he said, you are a teacher. But look at the evangelism he does all over. Bishop Charles Nasai is not an evangelist. He's an apostle. Reverend Dr. Mpiakofi is not an evangelist. He's an apostle. But look at the evangelism. And you see the miracles happening. The wonders happening. And you see the people following, following, following. Crazy people following like that. To far places. Do you know why? They have seen God working, changing lives, touching people. Yeah. So, doing the work of an evangelist does not make you an evangelist. I mean, driving a car does not make you a driver. Teaching students does not make you a teacher. Giving medicine to people who are sick does not make you a doctor. So, you can do the work of the evangelist without necessarily being an evangelist. Why? You are seeing the of the kingdom agenda and how to touch the many people who are unsaved to come to the saving knowledge of God. And because that is the primary work of the Holy Spirit, then he glorifies your life. Nobody takes the work of ministry serious and ends in shame. It's impossible. You take the work that glorifies God, I mean, you glorify your life. The envy against pastors is because people are not doing the work of God. It's not the other way around. The moment you take the work of God seriously, God takes you seriously. That's it. If you like, as I'm preaching, I'm preaching, don't do it and do what you like. When we meet next five years time, we will discuss again in a different way where you see more results at one side and less results at another side. I said life will either make you better or better, but it's based on the decisions you make. Revelation chapter 3. Let me show you something. So as a church, we are called to win souls. How can I be a prophet and name my ministry about harvest? I understand the kingdom agenda more than even the prophetic ministry. When Apostle Nkum came to preach for me, he said, he said the name of harvest fails. It's a mission based. It's a mission Based ministry, right? And I said yes. And he said, wow, wow, wow. Mission-based ministry. Naturally, when you encounter prophets, you see that the name of their ministry may have power or prayer or prophetic in it. Sometimes the power ministry, prayer ministry, prophetic ministry, you see. But I know that there's something bigger than that. It is souls. Prof- prophesying. I prophesied. Uh, oh, okay. Miracles, signs, wonders, visions. Oh. But there is something bigger than that gift. Souls. And that is the primary 
assignment of God. The moment God calls you, he expects you to become an addict of the kingdom by winning souls. You keep hearing the word of God. It means nothing to you. Your life will turn out to be nothing. This is how God speaks to people. You will never see God coming into your room. You will never see God coming into your room. You will never see God appearing to you. This is how God speaks to people. You take it, he changes your life. You don't take it, he changes another person's life. That's it. The moment you decide to pursue what glorifies him, it's simple. It's simple. It's simple. So if you have the heart for souls, then it means you have the heart of what the Holy Ghost is looking for. No wonder he will preserve your life and cause you to enjoy his glory, cause you to enjoy his goodness. It's so easy. It's so easy. Mm. So, that is one example. Let me show you another example. Acts chapter 3. So I've said that there are three primary cardinal works of the Holy Spirit to convict the unbeliever, to corroborate the word of God with signs and wonders and to counsel the believer in word and spirit. But I'm showing you his major assignment now. Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. So let's read verse 7. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Have you seen that? So that is how many miracles have been done? How many healing? One. Now Acts chapter 2, no miracle, no healing. 3,000 souls won. Acts chapter 3, one miracle. Healed one person, just one. Why will God save 3,000 people in Acts chapter 2 and in the next place just heals one person? He's showing you which one is major and which one is minor. He's showing you that it is better that you are born again and you go to heaven than you have good health and go to hell. He's showing you which one is his major assignment and which one is his minor? He's showing which one that you cannot do without and which one that you can do without. He's showing you which one is the main focus and which one is an auxiliary. He's showing you which one is the emphasis and which one is the add-on. Healed 3,000 people, saved one. They would have let you know that he's interested in healing people than in saving people. But he saved 3,000 people, healed one. I say it was only one person who was sick. He's showing you which one is major. Now, as we are going to read chapter 4, you will see how the healing of that one man caused another eruption. So I said, every miracle that happens is the platform for a greater one. 
So he has prayed for the person. Peter has prayed for the person. The person is healed. And then he started preaching to them from verse 12. He's preaching still verse, verse so now we have shifted to verse uh, chapter 4. So go to chapter 4. You see that he's still preaching. He's still preaching. Okay. So chapter 4, chapter 4, chapter 4, chapter 4, chapter 4. Preaching, 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 preaching. Then as he's preaching, suddenly you see a certain number of people who are touched by the word of God to give their life to Christ. Let's read verse 4. Acts chapter 4, verse 4. Have you seen verse 4? Have you seen verse 4? How be it many of them which heard the word. How, how did Peter start preaching the word? By performing the one miracle. Just one. Now, as he performed that one miracle, audience came. The platform is created. Then he started speaking to them. So verse 4. How be it many of them which heard the word believed. And the number of men was about 5,000. To one healing. One. <laughs> 5,000 to one. Unfortunately, you have people in church whose minds is for God to give them the healing anointing. They don't know the purpose. Healing anointing. One healing to 5,000 souls. You don't understand what you are asking for. No wonder you don't have it. Every healing, every miracle, every sign, every wonder is to provoke souls into the kingdom. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Let me show you a verse in Obadiah. Obadiah chapter 1, verse 21. And saviors shall come up on Mount Zion. To judge the mountain of Esau. And the kingdom shall be the Lord's. Have you seen it? And saviors shall come up on Mount Zion. To judge the mountain of Esau. And the kingdom shall be the Lord's. This is the kingdom agenda. So what does God do in church? He raises saviors in church. He raises men and women who are going to save others. If you don't have passion to win souls for God, for people to be added to this church, your life will never release, be released into glory because you are forfeiting the most important thing that the glory of God is looking for. I said the glory of God is a person. I showed you in 2 Chronicles 5.13-14, to 14, he is a person. So keep feeling gentle. Keep feeling gentle. And not work for people to be added to what he is interested in. Nobody will take interest in your life. It's not age that will change you. It is new information and obedience. Not age. Every old person is not successful. 
hoping that time will bring change. It's a lie. What brings change, what provokes change is new information, not age, not time. The moment you align yourself to the knowledge of this word and you apply, your own glorification will come. That's it. Anytime God asks you to do something, he knows what is in that thing for you. And every time you refuse to obey what God said do, he knows what thing you are denying yourself from. The Bible said that the instructions of God are not burdensome. Anything God asks you to do is not a burden. It's a blessing. Hidden in the instruction is your glory. Keep looking like a headmaster and don't work for God. I keep saying it. You will see how people around you will be entering into major doors and you don't see anything happening in your life. You will still be celebrating testimonies that happened five years ago, eight years ago. If your testimonies are always of the past, it's a sign that you are going back. What of the present? What of the now? As we entered into January, what has God done? In this week, what is God doing? Nothing. Check it. The path of the righteous man is to shine brighter and brighter. Not dimmer and dimmer. God is testing you with your failure. So on the mountain, on the, at the church, God releases saviors. They shall come up. And they shall judge the mount of Esau. You remember Esau? How he sold his birthright. How he sold the opportunity for him to become the, 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 the child, the covenant child on the heart of Isaac. How he lost the opportunity to become the firstborn. How he, how he let the secondborn become the firstborn. How he let the secondborn become the firstborn. How he let the child that was born again after him become the firstborn. So, Jacob and Esau. Esau is a kind of person who did not enter into inheritance. Jacob, who was actually the younger and the secondborn, entered into inheritance. Because all the Old Testament people that God used, he used the secondborns. He used the secondborns, not the firstborns. So, there is Jacob, there is Esau. In fact, it's Esau and Jacob. That should have been the order. Then God lives. Jacob, second born, not Esau. Then God enters into Isaac and Ishmael. Ishmael is the first born. But God lives Isaac, not Ishmael. Then God enters into the 12 tribes of Israel. Then there is Reuben. Then God looks at Reuben, does not pick Reuben, goes to pick the last one, the second, back, 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 back. Joseph, not Reuben. Now, it is the second bones, the children who are born after the first one, who received inheritance. So you see that in the New Testament, it is only those who are born again who receive inheritance. Why? To be born again means that to be born after the first birth. So you are born physically, then you are born spiritually. So you are born physically. That is the first born. That is the first birth. But inheritance only comes when you experience 
the second birth, when you are born again, when you are born after the first time you were born, no wonder the second bones were picked, not the first ones. So everything that God is doing is a sign to something bigger. So if you don't connect yourself to do what releases the inheritance, forget it. The truth of the word is what works, not what you think. You connect yourself to his glory, he releases glory over your life. You are already looking like he's to the number. Sit there. You are looking like a true Manasseh. You don't know what is going on. You don't know. It takes commitment and diligence to instructions in order to be lifted. And for you, all that you are thinking about is a good job. You are, you are, you are missing the whole thing. A good job. Do you know what God is thinking about? He's thinking about 5.8 billion people who are going to hell. That's what he's thinking about. And if you find a man whose heart is after the 5.8 billion people, then he will do whatever it takes and take whoever away to, to let that man commit that assignment and to fulfill it. No wonder people die for people. I said people die for people. I remember in third year in Queens Hall, I had a vision after, after a prayer meeting, very tired. In the vision, I saw a bus. And in the vision, I saw many people seated in the bus. The bus got to the station where they had to pick the next batch of people. And I was the first one to sit in the bus. But as, I, as the bus opened, I was about to enter. I've said this thing again, again, again. As the bus, as I was about to enter, then an old woman who was sitting after me said, Krache, it's my turn to go. I said, no. I have waited too long to be here. It is my turn. I am sitting at the first. He said, no, I have to go. I said, I have to go. We were talking like that. Then the bus driver said, young man, if he says she has to go, let her go. Then in the vision, I thought to myself, ah, if I enter into the bus right now, crying and say I'm going to go, go. It's the driver who will drive it. But now the driver is also supporting the woman. So let the woman go. Then I sat down in the chair. Then the woman sat in the car. Then the car moved away. It was around 3.20 a.m. That same time, my sister had had a vision that I was dead. I was in a coffin. I was going to be buried. God had to kill somebody for me to be alive. Because I am working for him. I shall not die, but live to declare the works. Those who are declaring the works, they don't die rough, rough. God had to kill somebody for me. Do you know the number of people God will kill for me? Don't bring it. When he sees people who are interested in souls, he will kill anybody for that person to be reserved because they are interested in the main thing that he is interested in. That's it. It's no shoe. It's not school. It's not. Acts chapter 5. When you wake up to reality, your life will change. So anybody whose heart moves in the direction where the heart of God moves, God will glorify himself. I want to read something here for you too. Here, in pursuit of vision, 
David Oyadepo. Hallelujah. So you want to see the glory of God over your life? It is your responsibility. It is your responsibility. We started helping people to build churches when we didn't even know that God will also even give us a church in future. We started winning souls for people, building churches for people, helping people to build churches. That's it. We didn't know. God sees your heart. He will take people and replace them. First Samuel chapter 13. First Samuel chapter 13. I want you, I want you to check this. First Samuel chapter 13. Verse 13 and 14. This is page 140 in the book. First Samuel chapter 13, verse 13 and 14. And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. But now thy kingdom, verse 14, shall not continue. The Lord has sought him a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be the captain of his people. Harvest Fields Church, ministry, people of God, people working for God. Listen to me. I was so blessed when I saw this scripture this morning. The Lord has sought him after a man who is after his own heart. I said, wow. I've been reading these scriptures for so many years. I never saw this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord has sought him, a man, after his own heart. So, which, mean, which kind of man is God seeking? God is seeking people who are after his heart. So, God only seeks people who are seeking him. God is seeking people after his heart. I mean, if the people are seeking after your heart, why seek them? Because they are already seeking after you. You will meet at that point they are seeking after you. Wow. Then the next line interprets why. And the Lord has commanded him to be captain over the people. That means the only people God raises up into glory are people who are seeking after God's heart because they are the only people God is seeking after. Hey. So if you are not seeking after God's heart, he is not seeking after you. And if he is not seeking after you, he cannot command you to be captain. What are you seeking after? Are you seeking after God's heart? Or you are seeking after God's hand? God, touch my life. God, do a miracle. 
God bring me money. These are things God does by the hand. But are you seeking his heart? If you are seeking his heart, then he will cause men to follow you. Let abroad become your God. And let's see how God will take you abroad. It takes a lot of people, a lot of years before they become wise. Become wise at a younger age. So that you don't regret in future. Because as for regretting in future, it will always happen to people who had wisdom, but had it later. That's why I keep saying that. Everybody in this world can pass BEC. The people who failed BEC five years ago, if they sit now, they will pass. If you seek after God, he seeks after you. No wonder he makes you captain. He makes you captain because it's only the commanded who can command. So as he has released a commandment and you have accepted it and you are working with that commandment he has released, he puts you in command. He puts you in command. So, God healed one person. Then, surprisingly, he used that one person healing to cause 5,000 men to come into the kingdom. So, you are praying to speak in tongues the more. For what? You are praying to be anointed for healing. For what? You are praying to be anointed for financial grace. For what? If the for what is not answered, forget it. God will not do it. God loves you unconditionally, but he will bless you with conditions. He will bless you when you obey his instructions. That's why Mary told the people that whatever he says, do. The miracle only comes when you do what he says. As for the wedding day, he has come. But whether the water will turn into wine is based on your obedience. The truth of the word is the only thing that will change your life. There is no shortcut anywhere. So, study Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter number 6. So, by now, you have seen that only two people have been healed. Only two. Acts chapter 6, verse 1. And in those days, when the number of disciples was multiplied, have you seen that effect? That multiplication has now come. In Acts chapter 5, he said people were added. Now, he said people have been multiplied. <laughs> the the, the, the mathematical operation has changed from addition to multiplication by the force of soul winning. Oh. Oh. And what happens now? There arose a memory of the Grecian against the Hebrews because of their widows who were neglected in the daily ministry. Then the twelve called the multitude of disciples and said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye among you, seven men of... Honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, that we may appoint over this business, sharing food. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry 
of the world. So we have realized that the multiplication of the disciples is not in food. When you get wisdom fast, eh, older people will even respect you. It's not in doing many things. It's doing the right things. Right things, not many things. Many people are caught up doing many things. But productivity is not in the same category as activity. So doing something is different from having results. They said that we have seen that the ability that God has placed in us to multiply the numbers is not based on food. But what do we see in church? We see people whose prayer and whose fasting is about food. Yet, the people who walked with Jesus knew that the multiplication, the blessing, the glory comes when they continually give themselves to prayer and the ministry of the word of reconciliation. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Whatever you become in life is your own responsibility. Hmm? Look like James Bond and don't work for God. You will be seeing how some people you thought they went to poly because you went to university. You thought they went to training college because you went to university. You see how they will be living certain lives of glory. You will be so surprised. Bishop, Archbishop Elect Salifu Amwaku, he said he has not entered classroom before. He has not entered classroom before. He is a poor man. He was a poor man from a poor family. My God. From northern part of Ghana, some have forgotten the place. And he came to Kumasi looking for job. Searching for scraps, searching for metals, searching for this, searching for that. Then he ended up eating food on the rubbish dam. I said, when I had the opportunity to enter his house, I saw gold-plated chairs. Gold-plated. I'm not talking about brass. I'm not talking about copper. Gold-plated chairs. Hmm. Now, this man went to a crusade and also for Marcus said, we need somebody to be carrying instruments. We will pay the person. Then he lifted his hand and said, I will do it. He said, will you do this? I will do it. Where do you sleep? So I don't worry. I will do it. Before the crusade, he is there. Cast, arrange the place. After the meeting, he is there to pack. Those of you who want to do things for me to see, you, are, you, are not, you have not even started the work. As Papa come, I came before him. Did you know that? God sees what you are doing. Do you think that your reward will come from me? It will come from God. The one who sees everything you are doing and you are playing with it. Hmm. So, Bishop Salifu, day and night, carrying chairs, carrying chairs, carrying instruments. At a point, so far, I was like, come and live with me, young man, come and live with me. Come and live with me, not come and live in my hollow, be my security man. Years, 10 years, 15 years, the sofa Marco is traveling. So now he's a, he's a Christian now. He's now part of the church. He's now part of the prayer group. Sofa Marco is traveling to somewhere, Sopon or Anumabo. Then the car leaves the house. Then he comes back again with the driver and he tells Bishop Salifu that, Salifu, I'm going. Take care of everything. 
Then he goes, then he comes back. He says, Salifu, I said, I'm going. Take care of everything. I say, ah, Papa, what are you saying? Every time you go, you take care of things. Why are you repeating it? That's how he died at Hanumabo. That's how he was killed by soldiers at Hanumabo. The moment Bishop Salifu heard that, then he climbed that tree mountain, spent a month there. By the time he came down, the things have changed. Carry instruments. Carry chairs. Carry instruments. Eat rubbish food. But be addicted to the kingdom. Do you know the medical doctors in a life chapel? Do you know the lawyers in a life? Do you know the buildings he has in Europe? Do you know the property he has in US? He's not entered school before. Do you know the kind of people who come to him? His Excellency Danado Dankwa goes to him. We are recording it. I'm saying it. He goes to him. President John Mahama went to him 2016, 2012. Professor Atamos went to him. All the presidents go to him. In his room, oh, they don't, he doesn't go to them. By what? By being addicted to the kingdom. No school, no education, no mother who has money, no father who has money. I am committed to this work. Look at him today. Archbishop said, in the whole Ghana, the only prophet I respect is Salifu Amwako. You will respect him. You will respect him by reason of resource that he has produced. And that is the story of every other man of God on the platform of working in the kingdom. Bishop E.A.T. Saki, 32 years commitment to Lighthouse. Do you know how they raised the church on fire? Within three months, they had raised the place. Three months, they had raised the place. 60 days, they had raised the place. More than 5,000 people sitting there. Three months. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Job at Unilever to sell soap. Wake up. There are things greater. I told my parents, I said, me, as you see me like that, if I ever become poor, live average life, it's my doing. I told baby, I said, it will never happen. I'll be very rich. That's the way I'm going. If you like, stop the church. You will see that you have come. The place is full. Do you know where I came from? The moment you are addicted. Abba. God will release glory. Then the levels will be changing. 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 The meetings I have sat in, the people I have met, a young boy who can refuse meeting the president. If we are recording it. I said, I won't go. Why should I go? I said, it's not time. For what? For what? I'm going to what? Beg. For what? I don't need anything. Do you know what I need? I need humility. I need perseverance. Every other thing God will give me. What are you looking for? <laughs> Job. I remember the first time I entered Menshia Palace. I said, hey, this place is heavy. Because all around I've been in Kumasi, but that place I've not entered. The heavy, heavy take. Hey. Then I had to go and prophesy to some queen mother and later to some senior man. It was easy. 
I prophesied, I prophesied. They didn't say amen. They said hallelujah. I said, hey, where have I come? When I went, I said, I will never come here. I swear. We were at Kaswa station when the queen mother called me. Prophet, what you said has come to pass. We need you again. I said, I won't come. The meetings, the kind of people. I'm not talking about follow. There is nothing I've joined Q for. There is nothing. When I was going to do my passport, the moment I got to the place, they mentioned my name. Back when, or her name, Prince. I said, I entered. Please sit down, sir. Great. I finished. As I was coming on, my daughter asked Papa, they didn't do it for you. I said, I'm done. He said, how? It didn't take three seconds. Where people sleep there for months. People put chairs, gallons, buckets, blocks there. I didn't spend three seconds. You are addicted to his kingdom. He releases glory over your life. You are addicted to his kingdom. Why? Because you are doing what the Holy Spirit, who himself is the glory of God, is interested in. Papa. I didn't, I'm not saying go and build an orphanage. You see, there are people who have a nice way of also changing the gospel. I didn't say find water for people who don't have water. I didn't say find electricity for people who don't have light. Receive wisdom. So Peter and the other apostles recognized that the multiplication of the number was not in food. Remember what Jesus said. He said, my meat is to do the will of the Father and to complete it. My goodness. My work is to complete his work. No wonder he walked in levels of glory. The Bible said in the book of Luke that at the time, after he had done praying, Luke chapter 8, the Bible said that he was transfigured before them. Hmm. He was transfigured before them. The first, very first time Jesus entered our hall and he came physically, I was not asleep. I saw him, this, the man is beautiful. I said, wow, you are beautiful. You see, you are, I have not seen someone like you. You are perfect. Everything about you is there. Because some people, they are nice by their nose. They are nice by their mouth. They are nice by their eyes. But this one, beautiful. I said, wow. Jesus would be like 5.9 feet. Yeah, not 6. 5.9. It's not that tall. That would be taller than that. Then he said, sit down. I was watching late movie. He said, sit down. I sat on the chair. He said, take paper, pen, write. Then I started writing. glory. Then the second time, oh, that one was fantastic. We were at Atria Mountains, if you remember. We were praying. I said, Jesus is here. I said, Jesus is here. I said, hey, any prayer topic you have, say it now. Now. Jesus. Now. Then the third time, the, the one that made me, in fact, my heart was broken. So I was weeping was when he entered into the place like a factory, big warehouse. Everybody was running out. Brrr, ah. I said, who is coming like that? Everybody's right. Is it the manager? Is it the one? Me, I was standing there. Ah, then the man was coming. Crack, 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 crack. Was coming to me. Ah. So I said, is it Jesus? Because he, that man too had the presence. When the man got to me, I said, no, it's not Jesus. 
It's not just because I've seen Jesus before. It's not him. You can't be changing like that. It's not him. Then the guy came. He's an angel. The guy, the, he passed me and he stood behind me with his hands at his back. Then I said, ah, who is this one? Then I saw the man and Gaza coming. Entered and I saw light entering the place. Then he stood before me. I said, Jesus, he said, my son. I said, who is that? He said, I worship you. I will serve you. Don't say anything. I just worship. Then he placed his right hand on my left shoulder. He said, my son. I wept. But when I woke up, I was weeping. Eh, there are things beyond Deuteronomy and First Chronicles. If you don't get to experience God, hmm, you will let small, small things take all your life. And at the end, you won't get them. It's called the rat race. When you go to U.S., they have a race. They put um, a toy that looks like a rat. Then they let go dogs chase the rat to the finishing end. I mean, the dogs don't know we are racing them to see their speed. The dogs think they are chasing the rat, but they will never meet the rat because the rat is automated and controlled by a person uh -huh, at the top who is just determining the speed of the four dogs when the dogs themselves are not aware that they are in competition of speed, but not for the rat. So most people in life are chasing things that are being automated and controlled in a way that they will never get, not knowing that really they should have chased something else. I mean, any dog who is wise must say, I've been here for all these 13 weeks. We have never caught this rat. I never caught it. Billy never caught it. Candy never caught it. We have decided that today, if you say pay, we won't go because we know we will never the dogs are foolish. So you have human beings who don't, who are chasing things like rat race who will never get them. When they have to look genuinely to the kingdom and seeking the kingdom for the things that the dogs are chasing to be added to them. Hmm. Hmm. When you receive wisdom, you turn your level easily by by doing what pleases the Lord. Yes. Yes. You don't need any hands to be laid on you for you to have passion for souls. If you are really born again, you should be concerned that others are not born again. And by the way, if you don't remember when and where you got born again, check it. You have a natural birth certificate. They signed it. Place of birth. Hmm? Time of birth. Okay. The multiplication is in the commitment to the kingdom. So every sign, every wonder is to create an attention for the unsaved to see the glorious light of the gospel and be saved. That is it. If your job does not bring glory to God, it's useless. If your life does not bring glory to God, it's useless. If your platforms do not bring glory to God, it's useless. If all the things don't map up and they don't fit into the kingdom agenda, they are earthly, they are mundane, and they are useless. They will not cross this path. 
That's it. And unfortunately, people are building castles that will not stand the test of time. If you are wiser, you are not wiser than God. God is the seat of wisdom. So, to know wisdom is to know him now. How do you know him? You know him by knowing his word. Remember, God and his word are one. And the word was with God, and the word was God. So, knowing his word is knowing him. It's so easy to change your level. It's so easy to have kings and queens and great people coming to you. It's so easy. When you are interested in what the king is interested in, he will send kings to your place. Now remember, Jesus is the king of all the kings. So as you are emphasizing his kingdom, why won't he cause all the other kings to beck on you? It's so easy. Bishop Peter the Post said, I can't count the number of presidents of states who have my itinerary for the year. And I can't count the number of people who are trying to see me that I may never see in this life. Oh. What are you looking for? Fame, recognition, blessing. It's easy. People who don't have wombs, they work for God, they work for God, suddenly they have children. One of my daughters, she had a serious chronic demonic situation. Urinating. A mature lady, when she went to her, she said, all the roommates were not free with her, laughing at her because of that situation. So bad, so that she wake up at early at dawn or something and go and dry the, the, the bed and go and take it when everybody's going to class and every night. So I said, I give a prophetic direction. Apples, we ate. Then this one, then he stopped for a while. They were all happy. But the thing started coming again. I said, I know the last card of God. I said, let's work. Just for, let's jay your mind from it. It is there. But let's work. Until after years. He said, Papa, it's gone. It's gone. I said, how? He said, I don't remember the last time. It's been years now, up to today. The shame that the devil wanted to use to destroy his life. God had the antidote. When you work for me, I will work things out for you. So easy. You are committed to his kingdom, he will cause men to be committed to you. You are committed to his work, he will cause men to be committed to you. Stop using your father as a yardstick. Is your father more successful than Bill Gates? There are high things. There are high things and high levels of success and achievement and breakthrough. Yes. And find out what Bill Gates does for Catholic Church. Every year, the monuments he builds, the monies he invests in Catholic Church, you will not believe it. For their missions, for their outreaches. Hmm. God has decided that you will not succeed without him. Decide now to partner with God in order to succeed. Because he has decided that there is no way you will succeed outside him. Uh, remember now, Proverbs 8.22. The blessings of the Lord maketh a man rich, and he added no sorrow to it. You want to taste real blessing, real blessings, genuine blessings without sorrows. Ah, it's of the Lord. Every other blessing comes with sorrow. 
Uh, that's why there is no Sakawa boy. There is no guy who gambles who will ever live long. It's impossible. Yes. All the money you would have had in the future, you had it in the now. If you go into the future, you are wasting everybody's time. Because there is no money at the gain for you. So die now. That's how God balances the account. It is the kingdom addict. Kingdom addict. Kingdom addict. That's why I say that we are here seven to eight. We are going out. We are talking to people. We are inviting people. We are preaching to people for what? Number one, you may think that for the chairs to be filled, but that is not the primary. That is not it. The chairs are going to be filled so that you will be blessed. You see? Yeah. The reason why I'm serious about the ministry, even though I'm not on salary, is because I know that in this, my blessing will come. I know. So, commitment and dedication will, will provoke the blessing easily. Ah. So, we are preaching to people, we are inviting people, we are talking to people. You are into it, you are participating, you are, you are not giving excuses, you are not coming late, you are not tired, you are this, you are, you are into it. You are into it for what? For what God will do for you. You see, I'm not a fool to serve God. When my brother came home a few days ago, when he came home, he said, you should have been a medical doctor. He said, you should have been the doctor the family wanted to, 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 to have. Then I said, hey. Then my father said, no, he should have been the lawyer. So they were talking about, I said, hey, then me, I should have been many things for different people. Then I asked my brother, why? He said, you are the most brilliant, you are the most intelligent. He said, you should have been the doctor, you should have been the lawyer, you should have been this, you have been, then you are a pastor, you are a man of God. And he said, oh, but you are, you are gifted, you are anointed, there is also doctor, there is spiritual healing. And all that. I said, yeah, we thank God. You should have been this, you should have been that. And why was somebody who is the intelligent amongst all of you, who had opportunity to do law, decide that he's going to serve God more. All the other damn heads must follow now. If the intelligent one is taking an intelligent decision, all the other damn heads must follow. You want to see things turn in your life? Enter into covenant with God. Unreserved covenant. Father, I am going to pursue your kingdom. That's the end of the wisdom. You will see how he will turn things for you. You will see how he will cause things to turn around for you. You will see how things will be happening in your life that people cannot explain. What eyes have not seen or ears heard. They are the things that God will do for them that love him. Oh, you love God, you show it by the extent you go for souls. Then he does things that eyes have not seen for you. <laughs> he does things ears have not heard for you. <laughs> he does things the mind of people cannot understand for you easily. Why? He knows that his heartbeat is your heartbeat. Therefore, he'll give you all the desires of your heart. He will cause you to move from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. Most people start serving God in school. Tertiary. They start prayer. After school, you don't see them again. Hmm? Cast your mind back. SS, SU, whatever. After school, you don't see them again. It is commitment. 
consistency that produces results. God will just step in for you and he will just cause things to turn around for you and you will be so surprised as how God has blessed you. Bishop Dark said that, I thought I was losing my medical profession to be a pastor. But at the end of it all, I have a bigger hospital. I have employed medical doctors. I pay them. And on top of all that, I have saved a lot of souls for God. And I'm blessed. I'm rich. I'm successful on top. There is no medical doctor in Ghana who is richer than Bishop Dad. It's impossible. It's impossible. If a man can ask a cow on the birthday and get 100 of it, As we are talking, you are planning of buying a Renault. 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 You don't understand the gospel. Where is your heart, first of all? If it's in God, if it's in commitment to his work, he will easily cause things to come to your side. People may be trying to deny you of something that you should have. But God will just release one man to answer it. That's God. That's how he works. When he sees you are committed to his work, he easily causes you to enter into that glory. Easily. Easily. So, you may not be seeing that they may be making altar calls throughout our seven weeks meetings. But when people sit before me and why I want to meet the first timers, you don't know. There was a day you told me that there was a guy here, a Muslim came around and you were telling. So I asked him, is he a Muslim? He said, no, he has a northerner name, but he's not a Muslim. Then he asked me, why am I asking? I said, I would have led you to Christ right now. I won't ask you whether you want to be born again. Nobody asked that question in the Bible. Do you want to be born again? By the time I finished prophesying and preaching the word to you, I'll say, lift up your two hands unto Jesus. Say, Daddy Lord, you say, Daddy Lord. Where is your heart? As God is thinking about souls, you are thinking about Islam. As God is thinking about souls, you are thinking about tomatoes, garden eggs. <laughs> if you don't see the point of connecting what you are doing to the kingdom work, eh? You have not started life. And you have not started purpose. Because all purpose begins with God. And all purpose ends with God. If you have not connected it, you are far. So keep looking like a guest artist. And see how people will be galloping from levels to levels. You won't understand. But beneath it will be their commitment and re resilience to pursue their mandate for God. Bishop When he traveled to a village for his national service or something, he asked, is there any church here? They said no. He said, not even Catholic. They said no. He, he said, he knelt in his room and he prayed. He said, God, may I not live here without a church? Do you know the churches we have established for people? Do you know how difficult it was for God to convince me to start a church? How difficult it was. 
He said, after praying, he called one of his friends, Abraham. He said, we are establishing a church here. He said, yes, sir. He said, I'm the preacher. You are the interpreter. I don't understand their language. I preach, you interpret. They went around preaching, interpreting. So they were doing the meetings in their hall. In their hall. At the time, the people were getting so mad that they started building a tent. Now, in 40 days, they had a roof, a wooden roof tent. So I, when his time was over, he was leaving the place. Then the oldest person in the church came to him. He said, we don't have money. We don't have money. But we want to give you something as a gift. And they brought a lantern, old lantern. And they said, take it. Everywhere you go, just as you have brought light to our village, may your light never go off. Look at them. Man. Look at them. Man. The things you are looking for are hidden in God. They are not hidden in people. Look at the man. Look at the level of command and blessing. Anytime you are blessed, people are, the people envy you. Yes, people envy you. Yes. Sometimes I hear people saying certain things about me. I, 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 I you see, I say, why are they saying this? Why are they? Then I get to the base. I say, okay. Because if you see your age mate who is far ahead, you can be provoked. You can be provoked onto insults. When you should be provoked onto results. You work for God, he works for you. 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 Till when? Till he works all your workings for you that you are surprised at the level of command and glory he has given you. It's so easy. It's so easy. That is how you move from glory to glory. That is how you move from level to level. What did Daniel do? Daniel made everybody in the kingdom, including Nebuchadnezzar, to recognize the place of God. No wonder he ended up as a prime minister. He wanted God to have glory even in the foreign land. No wonder God gave him glory. You are working at a place, you say there are no Christians, you say there are no believers, so you can't portray the Christian faith, you can't portray the values of the Christians, you can't do things right. You can't let by your commitment, your integrity, your competence, your diligence, that people will know God. You are missing it. Your workplace is the platform to show your work for God. Who are you going to save in this church? We are all saved. If there are people to be saved, they are outside the church, not in the church. So the people who are going to be saved are the people in your community. At your workplace, in the corporate environment, you have a workplace, you, you are working. They are the people God has laid on your heart to pull them. Then he changes your story. Then he opens tremendous doors for you. No wonder people save to build house. No wonder others too are giving house documents for free. No wonder people save to buy cars. No wonder people are asked which cars to choose from. Ah. 
It shouldn't take you a lot of time to be wise. It shouldn't. What did Esther do? Esther spoke to the, the husband and convinced the husband, Ahasuerus, to have a heart for God. At the end of the day, they killed Haman, they killed his family, and they said, now Esther, as you are queen, it is your God that we are going to worship in a foreign land. Why do you say that your corporate environment cannot accept Jesus? Why do you say your workplace cannot accept Jesus? Are you showing forth his light? Is it not in the darkest places that the brightest light shines? You have a heart for God. He turns things around for you. It's so easy. You keep making excuses till he excuses your life and picks another person. God will not be waiting on you forever to make your mind. At a point, he will pick another person because the vision must be accomplished. That's why when Bishop Dag had that vision, he said it changed his life. When he saw six or seven people seated on a chair and he saw a big finger came after the seventh chair and lifted him by the collar of his shirt and placed him on the first seat. And he said, and he took the guy who was there and he put him somewhere. And he said, have you seen this? He said, this is the meaning. The assignment that I'm giving you to do now is the assignment I gave to somebody to do that the person failed to do. And he said, you can choose not to do it. There are six other people in line that I have prepared to do the same assignment. He said, when he woke up, he said, Jesus, I will do it. You think you are special? You think you created the heavens and the earth? Darkness and night? God is going to pick another person whose heart is after him and glorify himself in his life easily. Then you're feeling special and feeling Mama B and Dada B will become a feeling without a fact because there will not be any resource to show with it. Do you think that if you don't serve God, your life will be like those who serve God? Do you think like that? Therefore, a heart for God and a heart for kingdom expansion is the only guarantee for your glory. Why? That is the primary assignment of the Holy Spirit who is the custodian of glory. Receive wisdom. What did Joseph do? Joseph let everybody in Egypt come to know of his God. Pharaoh said, apart from what I will eat, every other thing is in your hand. Let that be said about you in your own generation. Where you become a force to be reckoned with. When the circular donor incident happened, I saw ministers of states going to look at the place. I saw big men, politics, I saw the president then going to look at it. Everybody was sad. Then surprisingly, I saw Archbishop and Bishop Dagtu in the queue. I said, ah, what are they? I said, hey, 
Council, they say we have to find peace between MPP and DC and politics. And uh, they say, this we don't fight to this and they say, no fighting, no, there's no that. They say, okay, who is sitting on it? They say, man of God. They say, this fighting is getting serious, so let's talk to somebody. They say, Archbishop, why? <laughs> Glory is provoked for serving God. For serving God and serving God diligently. I mean, the things that God will do for you when you serve him, you'll be amazed. So, use this month, this month of manifesting supernatural wisdom to be the month where you will recognize the, me- the meaning and the mystery of inviting people, speaking to people, preaching to people, and telling them to come around. Why? Your own glory. That's the secret motive. Come and be blessed. Come and be changed. Come and let God touch your life. But as you are coming like that, there is something in it for me. Why do you think I'm preaching and prophesying? You think I'm a fool? I know what is in it for me. And at the end of the day, it will show. So as, I'm, as I came, I have not sat down. I'll be standing, preaching, talking, preaching, talking until in the evening. We get to around 12, 1. What am I doing? I'm telling God that, God, I'm filling my account with commitment and with diligence. And when the time of my glory comes, let somebody come and tell me he's my backbone and my frontbone and my sideborn. Because every man has 24 hours. You work for his glory. He provokes glory over your life. You work for his glory. He provokes glory. There is no man in any generation who took the work of God serious, the winning of souls serious, the commitment to kingdom serious, that God denied. The things that people will struggle with will easily come to your direction. Anytime I've sat in a car, we've had motors in front of us. We've had policemen go ahead of us. We've had minister of state meeting us. It's because of the ministry. That is it. So wonderful. Ah. Receive wisdom. If this instruction is too much for you, then it is too much for you to be blessed indeed. Because this is the only way. This is the only way. It's too much for you. It's too much for you to be blessed. It won't come anyway. You provoke his glory when you partake in his work. You don't do it. Ah, earn salary, loan benefits, and other working conditions. When people are living on Philippians 4.19, others are living on salary structure. Their sources are different. Therefore, the supply quantum will be different. If you receive wisdom, you will see how things will turn around for you. Now, the Father loves the world so much that he wants the whole world to be saved. John 3.16 Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Luke 19 verse 10. 
The Holy Spirit, who is also another of the same kind, the Allos Paracletos of Jesus, was also here to convict men to get to know God, to be saved. Why are all these three people doing the same thing? Because they all bear witness in heaven. And their witness is the same. So why would the father be interested in something and the son be interested in it and the Holy Spirit is interested in tongue speaking? Why would the father want souls one and Jesus will die on the cross for souls to be one? And all the Holy Spirit wants is to heal somebody from partial blindness. If they all bear witness and their witness is the same in heaven, then they must as well have the same desire, the same proclivity and the same inclination to achieve the same thing. What is it? The desire of the Father is the desire of the Son. The desire of the Son is the desire of the Holy Ghost. And when the desire of the Father, which is the desire of the Son, becomes your desire, God will not stop anything and anyone to give you your own desire. This is it. You have fallen in line with divine assignment. That's all. He will bless you. And he will give you things people are struggling for. Do you know the number of people who have tried to do wedding that they didn't do? You think when you fix date, you have married? God steps into things. You are looking for a contract. You don't know how this thing is going to turn around. You say, God, as I'm winning these souls, my God, let it become the seed that will provoke my harvest. I said, I did not know that God was going to call me to start a church because if I had known, then all the souls I had won, I would have let them wait and join my church. Yes, I didn't know. I preached, I won souls, I will, I will not pick car to my junction, I will walk more than 40 minutes. And anybody I see who is idle, sir, can I speak to you, sir? I want to speak to you about this. Uh, can, I, have we have, can we have some time? Then I start. My name is Prince, please, your name. So what's the time? Then he will say the time. I say, you see, the, the way you are able to say time right now, there's another time coming that you will die. Are you ready for that time? Hmm. Then we talk. Sometimes oh, I'm born again. Preach to people so much. I went to a guy. I said, you have to get born again. He said, you preached to me yesterday. I said, sorry. So just yesterday, I'm the guy who preached. Then when I'm done preaching like that, and I feel the grace to prophesy, my goodness. And I said, join family chapel. I said, join spirit life. I said, join light out. I said, join witness life. If I had known, I said, don't join anything. Stay in the house. You, you provoke glory by working for God. Nobody saw this. But nobody can deny the proofs of results in my ministry today. You provoke glory. When you receive the impartation of the spirit, it is for the purpose of kingdom assignment. They all bear witness in heaven. Therefore, they have the same assignment. So, anybody who is saying God is leading you, the Holy Spirit is leading you to do something, that is rather destroying the church rather than building it. 
don't worry. Me and Kasa will face you. I won't let the Holy Spirit face you. Me and Kasa and Kasa Kweko and I will face you. And I will show you how the three are bearing witness to do the same thing and I'm with them. You, you work for the kingdom kings come to your rising. Hmm. This is not psychology. It's revelation. It's not strategy. It is a mystery of the kingdom. I see people coming to serve you in the name of Jesus. I see glory being released over your life in the name of Jesus. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. Say, Father, as I pray, I ask for grace to win souls into this church in the name of Jesus. You have received all you need to know today in order to assess your next level with ease. Agree to the word. Accept it. Adjust to it and apply it. Your results are coming. You can contact the man of God on plus 233-577-296-916 or on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, podcast, and YouTube via the handle Prophet Ohinibe Queen. You can also meet him live at the Mountain of Results Auditorium, Dansuman Market Complex, Accra, Ghana. Stay blessed. To clear my path.